Hello, winners, and welcome once again to the Wrong Button Podcast, the show where we talk all things nerd, most things video games, and generally anything that tickles our fancy. A long, long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. How long do you think he's been waiting to use that? Is this Huang's first trip out of the galaxy? I'm assuming so. So, you and I are on the exact same wavelength, because mine was going to be like, hey, Tyler, do you want to hear a story about the the creation of the galaxy one, two, three, and four with part one being the best. <laughs> I'm glad that you went a long, long time. I, uh, I see, uh, I see what you did there, Dave. Oh, it was so good. You know, he's like, he's like, this is the only episode we're ever going to, this is the only road trip episode we're going to have. And so that's how we're starting it. Yes. The, the perfect, uh, perfect Ahsoka episode with very little Ahsoka attached. This was, uh, like that, episode in Boba Fett where it was actually not Boba Fett at oh, all. Oh, it was Mandalorian it was just, yeah, it was season 2.5 or whatever. Yeah. Luke showed up. Ahsoka was there. Everybody else made a guest appearance. But, yeah. Uh, this is a great episode. This is a great show. It, it It is a fantastic show. I know a lot of the people early on were like, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this. And it felt like it was a high, a low, and then it was like a high, or it was it was a high, a low, a mid. And then it was like, astronomically Hi. to the moon the game stock uh GameStop stock like that's how yeah, it was just <laughs> dropped up and then i feel like this one was once again like hey we're, we now need to catch you up on on sabine because everyone's like well, we didn't see sabine at all and it's like yeah you didn't need to you know what she was doing flying through space in a, in a little box that's it yep and now here's your sabine moment here's your everything moment this show i i can't stress enough just how much I'm enjoying it for for somebody who hates Tuesdays as much as I do. I look forward to every single Tuesday because it means we're getting another episode of Ahsoka, uh, which stinks because that's coming to an end here soon. We have what two episodes left. We do have two episodes left, which I, I feel like I'm right still. I don't think Thrawn like Thrawn was in this episode. He was he, he was a central player. Come on. He, he was a, it took him 15 minutes to show up. His ship was a little slow. I it, I love the this episode out of context and me or out of context means about the Ahsoka episode. And it's just the Independence Day ship coming yeah. in. I was like, all right, yep, I can I can see that. Yeah, Twitter went crazy with the out of context memes. <laughs> I was a little upset Jack Sparrow didn't show up. This feels like the kind of place he would have come to, but it was literally a ghost pirate ship. Speaking of of Jack Sparrow, the only thing that Ahsoka is missing is Hondo. And could you imagine if Johnny Depp played him? It, uh, come on. I, I, he needs to tone down some of it. He, like, I need him to tone up being a good guy and tone down. Are you tone down being a bad guy and tone up being a pirate? Like it's a, it would be yes, he would be great. There are a couple things I'm like, he's a businessman. I don't want Jack Sparrow in there. I want all of his wit, but none of his character. Yeah, that would be really good. I would, I would, I would go watch that in theaters too. Yeah. Hondo's, Hondo's pushing like ninety or something by the time Ahsoka comes out. Probably swindling somewhere in the galaxy. Which is, I, I was expecting to see something of him in the next season, the Mandalorian or cause we started getting the pirates, which yeah. is first order business. Yeah. I was really, I was really hoping we get some, some Hondo business. He's like one of the only, at this point, one of the only clone wars era characters who has not made a live action appearance. True. 
and please. Hondo Hondo would become a fan favorite to every Star Wars fan who hasn't seen the animation uh, in 2.3 seconds. But anyway, this this was one heck of an episode. I I love the world building that we got too. Uh, but also, it's so easy to world build when you have you know a droid that's twenty seven thousand years, years old. old. Yeah. yeah. Easy to build the world when he was there for the world being built. It um this uh, this episode I, I think is gonna like touch into a lot of my theories that I've like talked about over the years on the channel. You and I have just talked about over the years. Um, one, uh, Peridia was fantastic, beautiful. Um, the fact that it's a purple graveyard, I was doing nothing but like Simba quotes where it's like Sabine, one day you're gonna be a Jedi and everything that the light touches. <laughs> Is going to be what you can use for the force. Maybe. Probably not. But don't go over to the Purgle graveyard. Trust me. It's a dark place. Not the place for you. I'll have to die if you go there. <laughs> um, so I was, I was, I enjoyed some of like the, just the like Lion King, you know, I, I could almost hear James Earl Jones like giving a lecture. Uh, that was good. I, I like. I like how it started. You're right with Ahsoka and and Huang just passing the time in the mouth of a giant whale going through hyperspace. Yeah, do you ever think we'd be here? No, I never thought we'd be here. Um, and and starting with like I have some of those old stories rattling around because it's like you had to have like some memory purges here and there. Like they're the they're in the archives of his brain. You can access them. I wonder if they're in his sh- if part of that is in his ship or in the ship because you know how he went and pulled up. He has like. I have access to every single lightsaber ever made. Yeah. Let's say there are like a million Jedi throughout time. Yeah, that uh Yeah, that makes sense. Cuz I mean there there's what like 10,000 during the Clone Wars alone. Yeah, like yeah. I, I thought they were like a couple hundred thousand strong at the height of their power in the Old Probably. Republic. Or every, everybody had a lightsaber in the Old Republic. But uh yeah, where where he sits there and he's just boop-a-doo, flipping switches. I think if he goes back and plugs into the ship, like, it's kind of on an external hard drive somewhere. (laughs) Because he's like, look, there are some really obscure lightsabers, and when people get Sith lightsabers, I have those too. Um, I wonder if he would have, like, Maul's lightsaber. Oh, that'd be really cool. Like, it's just like, oh, this is what we got. We know what it looks like. Someone, you know, Obi-Wan took part of it, and he's like, oh, I was able to reconstruct it. Maybe Hugh Ang just, you know, unburied it and uh, dug it up in Tatooine on his free time. Because we don't know what Hugh Ang's been doing this entire time. Oh, that show. was his other lightsaber. I'm talking. I was talking about his uh, original his original one? lightsaber. Oh yeah. Um, so Probably that was really with, cool. like with holograms and and stuff like that. I mean, that's how they identify Balin. So. Hmm. I and so that's why I said I think he's got like it's probably on the ship somewhere. Yeah. Um, I do like how it also starts with. Would you like to hear a story? And it segued into, you know, uh, Ahsoka has a confession. Um, and Huang kind of trying to be like, look, just because you completed your training, you still have a lot of growing to do. And that was part of Anakin's like, his, his thing is like, you're going to move forward. You're going to still grow. It's still going to hurt. But he goes, perhaps you have a story for me. And I was like, okay, he, he knows that, that, that youngling that sneezed on him, you know, gave him enough force to know that Ahsoka needs to tell him something and like, she needs to kind of come clean and explain what's going on and her saying her going like you know Sabine went with uh, them willingly like join the enemy willingly 
Uh, she wasn't trained. I didn't have enough time to prepare her for this. And I like that Huang said, the force gives you insights. It doesn't give you the answers. Mm -hmm. This could have been the only answer. Like there, there, it was for Sabine. There was no other answer. But it's even one of those things where it's like, as we find out later in the episode, like the Night Sisters could ride the Purgle. So, the only thing that they really had to do was get the hyperspace ring there, which now I get why it's a hyperspace ring that's mag like huge, but nothing was in it. Like, oh, that makes complete sense. Yeah, Yeah. now it now it makes so much sense. It's almost like Thrawn had his massive Star Destroyer from back in the day that, um, you know, would fit in said hyperspace ring. Yeah, it. I'm very I'm very interested to see. The reunion between Ahsoka and Sabine. uh, and, And how that will play out. And honestly, I think there are sides that are forming to this whole shindig and some very sinister things going on behind the scenes that we'll we'll get into soon. Uh, But I really enjoyed how we were really getting we were getting just inundated with a whole bunch of lore. And it's not often that we get to see the folklore side of Star Wars like we're, we're going into the myths, the legends everything from this galaxy we're going into star wars legends i thought that was not canon. oh great oh come on that one Get was good this guy out of here no but i mean you know ahsoka says it herself it's like these are the you know those are the stories that you told me when i was a youngling at the temple and i was like oh, of course he did because you know that's what huang was doing he was he was filling the youth's head with all of these nonsense about different galaxies and space whales and witches. But uh, I really, I really enjoyed getting to hear some of it. I was kind of hoping we'd get some of Huang's story after he said uh, a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I just also wonder, obviously he's never been to a different galaxy. I'm, I'm assuming he hasn't in his 27,000 years. So how long do you think he's been waiting to use that one? I think that's how he starts like every lesson when they talk about. I, I, I think that like when because. So the whole point of this is we go to Pirelia, which is the home world of the Night Sisters, which makes complete sense to me, by the way, that the they're not from the galaxy because they're, they're using something different than the force. Yeah, I still think it's it's. Part of the force in a very different but yeah, yeah. So there's a there's a series of my probably my favorite fantasy series uh, is the Night Angel. Um, it was the Night Angel trilogy. Technically, now it's five books with one short story and a follow up. Um, but they talk about that. They have Matt. They have a couple different things in that that all come from the same thing. Uh, they have talent, which is the physical application of magic. So it's like someone who can make themselves stronger, faster, uh, maybe a little bit smarter. Is this a Kanye West song? Uh, maybe a little bit. Uh, you have people that can use talent in like magic, magic ways. So like mm-hmm. fireball. Um, and then you have, I think it's called the, Mrs. Blake can correct me. It's called like Glor Verdine, which is like, you kind of give yourself over to it and it writhes through your skin and you pull mm-hmm. the vessels that like, like think of magic almost as like your nervous system slash 
um, slash uh, uh, blood vessels. Yeah. And when you use the that side of it, it looks almost like tribal tattoos that give you more power. The people that can use it are stronger, but you pretty much pull the magic like out of like the where your chakra sits and you put it all over your body, but it can cause madness and a bunch of other things. I think that that's what is going to now happen and has been my theory for a while is that it's like, hey, congratulations. This is called the force. The Night Sisters use a magic side of it. A a Jedi uses like a, a physical sense and they don't tap into it in the same way because the Night Sisters are like, well, you need conduits. You need things yeah. like this to unlock more power. Whereas like you get someone like Sidious and they're like, I have force lightning. And it's like that feels a little bit more magic. So maybe there's a conduit or you yeah. have to give up something to get it. You know, you made the you made the point of it almost looks like tribal tattoos, and that immediately brought me back to Fallen Order of the the Jedi. I don't know if he was a Jedi master, but the uh, Jedi who descended into madness, who was on Mal- Malakos. Yes, Malakos. That it almost sounds like you're describing him word for word, and it. I think that really checks out. Like that's a great, he's a great way to describe it. He's trying to get their magics. That dude crazy. Yeah. But it's like, a, I think a night sister, like they're genetically like they're born in a planet of it. They're always exposed to it. So it'd be kind of, you know, yeah, it's always around them yeah, like for them. It's nature. every day, but you go there and it's like, this fucks with my head a little bit. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. It, I, this entire episode, you know, we get to see we get to see Sabine uh, finally because I don't you know, she didn't make an appearance in the last episode. Nope. Uh, we got to see. Peridia, they got to Peridia fairly quickly. I I was kind of expecting uh, maybe a little bit more of a lead up, but it really it was just a short conversation between Balin and, and Sabine and Sabine. I loved how they kind of just threw Sabine in a prison cell and she's like, we had a deal. What am I doing in here? I went with you willingly. And Balin's like, it's listen, listen. We're gonna we're gonna keep our word. But also you're a Mandalorian and we're not gonna let you loose on our ship. Yeah, we know how this ends. Yeah. We know how that story ends. Exactly. Like, we're gonna keep our word, but we're not stupid. Okay. Do I look stupid? I survived the purge. Alright, do I look stupid to you? I have a nice beard. Not stupid. I so that gets talked about later where he's they're talking about like him surviving the purge and he goes i watched everything around me i i just want him to be like oh that was a hard mission master walking back to the and just sees the Jedi temple on fire and just like just goes robes come off what jedi and just turns and walks away <laughs> jedi never heard of him yeah <laughs> What? I'm just here visiting. Someone said that there was a church here. I don't know what it is. I just thought it'd be a... Like, I want to get a picture of it. Got the picture. Bye, guys. Keep it real. <laughs> oh. It was... So it was really cool. We got to Peridia. The home world of the Dathomiri witches, which, again, makes complete sense to me that they're not of this... Of this our galaxy that we know of. But what I also sat there this entire episode thinking in the back of my head, I was like, Oh my goodness, we're looking at a different galaxy in star Wars. And that was just, I had to point out everything in that context while I was watching the episode. I was like, we're in a different galaxy. This is what a different galaxy looks like. This is interesting. 
what else is in this galaxy? <laughs> <laughs> I can see you being like, but we're in a different galaxy. Yeah, it's not like, sure, yeah. whatever, but it's just a planet. But it's a different galaxy's planet. I was like, are there other space empires here? I was like, Thrawn, do you realize how like little fish in a big pond you are right now? Couldn't somebody just come and kill them all? <laughs> I... So I firmly think what they're going to kind of go for here is um, like old. <sighs> I think they're going to be drawing off of like Scythian empires and the empires like predating like the Greeks and the Romans that we all yeah. like. Like there is no Mona Abe. Like they, they, they are not. The Spartans are not there. We're talking about the brutality that came before the Spartans that made building the empire easier. We're talking early Persia and their empires. And I think that that's what we're going to kind of get into our history is like, well, why is this planet so devoid? Why are they trying to flee this planet? What's the other power on this planet? Like, I think we're going to be like, oh, okay, let's get to this old, old world. We're going to learn a lot of that next, uh, next episode. I, I hope think. so. They, they alluded to, uh, alluded to that as much, you know. Um, but so we get to we get to Peridia. Mm -hmm. I really like the the design of of their shuttle. It felt very a lot of bronzium. Yeah, it almost felt like it was out of Dune. It was very stately too. Like, it, I'm yeah. like that's a lot of gold. I like that. I mean, they they're they're elegant. You know, they're 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 an elegant kind of uh, kind of enemy. Um, but seeing. Seeing Peridia, seeing the ruins of this great Dathomiri Empire, that's definitely what it was. Yeah. I, I would have loved to see that place in its heyday. And then, you, as they're flying over, they land on this very beautiful landing platform, and I immediately pivoted to, oh, you know, this planet isn't, isn't devoid of life. There's something else here that's been maintaining things. And then we get the introduction to the great... The Great Mothers. Yes. Which seeing uh, Death and Mary Witches in live action is pretty cool. And I was hoping you could shed some light on what ended up happening to Mother Towson at the at the end of the day. Uh, because I know she was defeated in in the Clone Wars because Grievous curb stomped the Death and Mary Witches. Mm -hmm. And then Towson tried to get resurrected, which was spoiled by Jar Jar and... Uh, Mace Windu, which again is was a hell of a combo in the mm -hmm. Clone Wars. Yeah, that was pure that was, strength versus pure. Yep, yep, he's there. Yeah, he's there. Uh, luck. Yeah, nobody's stronger in in luck than than Jar Jar. That's why he's Darth Jar Jar. It's all his fault. Uh, <laughs> but in the Clone Wars, or I'm sorry, in Rebels, when they go to Dathomir and you know, they discover the dark saber in the remnants of the ninth sisters temple was mother Towson still trying to resurrect herself then like, or, or am I thinking of somebody, somebody else? I thought that she was like it trapped in an, an area. I have to rewatch that episode, but I know what you're talking yeah, she, about. She was trapped in an area. Now. Yeah. No, because she was trying to come back in someone else's body. There so it is. I think it was they had a way to hold themselves there in a type of immortality 
but they didn't have they did not have immortal like for them it's going to be kind of what you know i think what they'll eventually get to is like what sidious is doing to be immortal where it's like look your body will break down you can't stop that you can delay it for as long as possible the only other option is to find a suitable host which is why palpatine was either looking for his own kin or to clone himself but i think the i think what they're saying is well why didn't he just clone himself how did that not work we kind of get to see that with um in the last series season of the mandalorian where it's like they were perfect they had the force they were me but better but they were destroyed and I'm betting most of the data was destroyed with them too that's how i feel about that yeah that makes that makes complete sense and i was i was doing some quick reading on on thousand because uh i was obviously her and her culture very central to what's going on here in this episode but apparently her story ended with grievous there was a there was there was a comic and it was cut out of the clone wars uh where she was supposed to um she was supposed to uh i don't know she she was supposed to do more like she was supposed to get other things to it um but uh it got cut because it was supposed to be maul came back to help that fight to push them back and keep them alive i think it is a comic but it got cut from the clone wars um Oh yeah, uh, the 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 Maul son of Dathomir. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That that is that is her canonic. Can, that's the canonic ending to like get her there. But I don't. I think that's still before he's like the crime syndicate lord. I, he had a hell. He had a hell of a journey. He does. Darth Maul did. Uh, but no, yeah. So we get introduced to these great mothers. I loved the uh, the sound design of the episode too because you could hear their their deeper, sinister. They're echoing like there's. They're they're not the only ones in each one of those bodies, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh, goosebumps! Um, and you know they have everybody there, and they describe, you know, they're like, "Who is this?" It's a loose thread, reeks of, you know, like it's it reeks of Jedi. Yeah, <laughs> and it, and it camera points to Sabine, and she's like, "What? Me? <laughs> what? How, how do you? Uh, so they, I they had call, they called me a Jedi. I'm a I'm a Jedi now." <laughs> I had almost I think I just put down my phone too to check the thing. Dark Peter. Um I had uh almost um thought that that was like Balin and Shin. He's like he's like suppress your power, suppress your power immensely. And he's like funneling everything he can to her so that Sabine just like glows with it, but it's like not a you're not really a Jedi, ma 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 and then stuff like that. Um but yeah, it did feel I was like, I was like, or you were just around Ahsoka so much that you're now saturated and you are saturated and smelling and like you reek. Take a shower. Yeah, but that's I feel that that's what it felt like to me. I know that Mandalorian's been in, in your family for centuries. I mean, the Lorian armor, but uh, do you want to wash it? Yeah, every once run. every once in a while. Just take a hose to it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then she gets taken away and locked in another cell. Yay! Yay. <laughs> this is the perfect chance to be like, Ezra's here. I'm like, Ezra's not here. Thrawn, them getting there, Ezra had every chance to get away. He grounded the ship. And... Yeah. I, I like... I. Every part of me was like, no. There's no way Ezra is gonna... If he's still in that ship, both he and Thrawn are like emaciated, half dead. But when I saw the Night Sisters, I'm like... Okay, if Ezra had to run, 
this is a good reason yeah. for him to have to run. I'm, I'm. This is now an acceptable answer for him running. And and you know Morgan's like, hey, where's 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 Thrawn at? And they're like, the great mother's like, oh, he's coming. And I sat there and I was like, great, he's not going to be in the episode until the last couple of minutes. That's what I was ex- I was expecting that the entire time. I was expecting that the entire time too. Um, but weren't we surprised that um, that was not the case? We get to see Sabine in her cell, which, you know, she's sitting there trying to do the whole Jedi thing. Where she's like, I can get this door open. Use this is little... exactly how the force works. Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for force works. I'm waiting for that to be where that joke comes from is Sabine getting to Han Solo. <laughs> and, you know, like I see, you know, I see her. I'm like, is she finally clearing her mind? Is she is she going to focus? Is she going to get out of here and find Ezra? And then everything starts shaking. And for a split second, I was like, oh, my God, she's powerful. And then I realized, no, no, she's not powerful. That's Grand Admiral Thrawn and his flagship rolling up to the party. I love how slow that thing is. I I love how. So something that uh, you like very stately villains. I love I'm I am the Count Dooku stand of. A wrong button. I I have turned around and said, you know what I like? I like menace in decorum. Okay. Well, that's this is your kind of episode then, huh? Where Thrawn ship comes in and it comes in, it lands, it still has the paint on the bottom. The, but the ship is like it's it's rotted, it's blasted, like it's you can see where it's like it hasn't been it's something that hasn't been well maintained. You can just see that it's like this is not. Oh, that's not rot. That's gold. Is it gold? It's gold. Which I was. I was thinking it was rust. I was thinking it's. No, it's um, and you would know more about this than me. But I saw somebody talking about it a couple of nights ago. But it's kind of like the Japanese tradition of you know you have broken china and kintsugi. Ah, uh, look, am I? <laughs> So Mrs. Play, Mrs. Play and I were watching it this morning, guys. So this is this is Saturday. This is when the podcast is going to come up. And Mrs. Play was like, because uh, Thronship comes in, and you're like, you're like, yeah, it's gold. It's held together that way, and it's mm-hmm. it's very, uh, it, it's it was reminiscent of Kintsugi, but when Kintsugi comes together, it looks strong. It is stronger, like now that it's together because it gets refired and some other things to it, but. When when you look at his ship and it's like one of your engines just doesn't work. So space, space wheels. Where are you going to get your technology back from that? That that's fine, but I'm um, so you're going like because it, it also had some sparks coming off of it. So sure, maybe it was Kintsugi'd or dark Kintsugi'd, but I'm also kind of wondering like, is this supposed to be like? It's it's not. Yes, it's gold, but there's still a hole there. There shouldn't be a hole there. And so my theory is like, no, the damage is rust. It's it's there's too much damage to like actually fix. The ship does need to be thrown away, but they are forcing it to be held together. And and that's what happens when you when times get tough and you get transported into a different galaxy that you're not uh, that you're not used to. Yeah, you're not the supreme overlord. of. No, your resources, you find dwindle very quickly. The the shots that ensue of of the Star Destroyer coming up, you know, they, they park right over right over their, their obelisk 
and they lower to it. Yeah, which was so great parking. Uh, yeah. whoever's, whoever's like the helmsman of that Star Destroyer, good job. You've been doing this a while. How I many obelisks have been destroyed on that planet? Had to had okay. to practice somewhere. Gotta, gotta go to the next one. <laughs> so Thrawn, Thrawn actually takes on like the like the the dad teaching his son how to drive. <laughs> Right, we're gonna parallel park this one parallel to the to the planet. We're just gonna. Um. Also, going back to that real quick, the obelisk. Did you notice how how tall that thing was? Pretty tall. I wonder if that's how tall because it's not. It is not that wide up there. No. It is. It is very narrow. I wonder if the original planet that everyone left from, if it would have been equally as tall, but over time, like the planet meteor impacts, things like that, and. Now it's level with everything. And actually another interesting fact, uh, you know, hearkening back to the Clone Wars is that episode where Mace and Jar Jar stop Mother Towson. Uh, they stop her in at at an obelisk kind of um, mm. like a like a shrine, not a shrine, but I'd almost call it like a waypoint. Is yeah. my best word for it. Uh, it was also like the same. Of the same design. Huh. Not exactly the same material, but I don't know if it's just coincidence or something more. Yeah, this looked a lot like Obsidian. Exactly. Obsidian's sick. Obsidian is very sick. It is so cool. Uh, But yeah, so they they park it right over the Star Destroyer's hangar. And just the shots. Oh, my mind was blown. Like the the cinematography of of these next few scenes were insane. Because you have this legion of stormtroopers who are kintsugi together in the most dark, sinister way possible. And you have the TIE fighters, you have the, you have the gunships in the background, which you couldn't really see that much, but I think that's actually making their first, uh, live action appearance. Um, you know, like the Imperial gunship version that was prominent in rebels. It's in, uh, I think it's in the bad batch now too, but, Oh, where it kind of still folds down. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I mean, the, the public ones were cooler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those gunships. I love those things, but we're not going to get into the, my, my love for the gunship. It's it's great. Do you see that you can buy a Venator-class uh, Star Destroyer from the Clone Wars for like $349? Yes. I was thinking about that the other day. Go ahead, continue. I, I, I want you I to know if I come into ships. any money, I a lot of... A lot of it. I I don't. I think I'll just live inside of a home dedicated to Star Wars at that point. That's fair. Also, I'd have a lot of Legos. That's fair. I have a room for just Legos. Anyway, um, yeah, and we finally get to see him. Thrawn, it's been forever. It only took six episodes. But here you are making your live action appearance. And his soldiers are chanting his name. And if there's any... Grand Admiral to start a cult over, it's Thrawn. Because at the end of the day, he's the most brilliant tactician the Empire's ever had. Arguably that the galaxy's ever seen, save for maybe Anakin during the Clone Wars, because Anakin was balls to the wall, committing war crimes everywhere. He was, yeah, yeah. Um, But above all else, Thrawn values his men. And I think a a lot of people in the Empire don't. Mm-hmm. especially a certain Sith Lord who likes to force choke anybody who messes up even once. They're not his men, though. Well, yeah. Um, but, you know, Thrawn, he values 
he values his men. He likes to minimize loss of life when possible. He respects his enemy, learns about his enemy before absolutely abolishing them. Oh my God, um, he does. So if you're stuck for what, like 10 years mm-hmm. in a different galaxy with your one remaining commander who happens to be the coolest, I would also join that cult. I'd be drinking the Kool-Aid. You sign up for the Empire for the healthcare and the security, and then you end up joining a cult. I So one of the things I liked about it, did you notice his uniform? I did, yeah. So almost. It's as immaculate as you can get it from, you know, being stuck somewhere for 10 years. I did see some of, like, the... It's frayed. It's yeah, thinning, some of the fraying. It's not... It's, I'm like... I hope that he has like an immaculate one preserved somewhere. And this is just like, I'm making my stately appearance because I have to, Mm -hmm. but I was looking at it. And then it also shows like his is still more immaculate because he's held himself together. But I think it also goes to show you that he's scraping by. Yeah. Like it's sure. You're right. There's nothing saying that he's not the most brilliant tactician, that he's not this amazing, astounding, like individual, and then, you know, he now has leadership. But I'm like, you, you're still not doing hot. And neither are your men. You're doing the best for the situation. Yeah. I mean. But it's not good. It's not great. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he mentions as much at one point in the episodes, like his men, have, you know, his numbers have dwindled. Send out two fire teams. I'm betting that's only like 12 people yeah. at most. At most. But I want them now to be. So talking about that, you see his, his troopers. And his troopers are dirty. Like they are his his legion is not one of. There's an old there's an old fan art. It might have been of like Vader leading the 501st in the battle mm-hmm. as stormtroopers. And they look a little war torn and battle hardened. I think I know the one you, the, the he's like standing there and like that. Yeah, yeah. like that it's facing this way. Right. And this felt like, oh, no, this is the 501st legion that we got all the stories about in Legends. Mm-hmm. This is that 501st Legion. There's a bad mother truckers. And yeah, and they're coming forward and they're held together wearing red. So Mrs. Play, you and I have all now had the question is like, are they alive? I think that they are like living dead. Un- they are not resurrected corpses, but they are very much not the humans that they were when they got there, maybe. They are in this weird in-between held together with almost magic. Almost like Merrick. I think worse off than Merrick, but yes. Okay. Like Merrick is also the the force in there, but I wouldn't be surprised if we don't get a Merrick that walks out because they're like, oh, we found him in the void and, you know, just stuffed him back in a suit. (laughs) He's floating around somewhere in there. Yeah, we still have use for him. Malik, Malik, Malik. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so I'm still in love with those scenes, though. Oh, I mean, that, that was peak. That was peak Star Wars scenery. That was episode six of the Emperor finally showing up. Um, and it was there. great. And so we, you know, Thrawn and Thrawn and and. Morgan Elspeth finally talk it's like, oh, hey, essentially, like, you got my message. Where you been? It took you this long to get to me. Oh, no, that was the uh, before that. That was this. The the night the, the great mothers were like, you you heard us in your dreams. And like, she's like, you got me to sail across the stars, which I thought was a very 
poetic poetic like beautiful way to say hey thanks guys like you made this possible yeah, it wasn't cheap mm. giant hyperspace rings don't grow on trees you know did you notice that when it came out of hyperspace it was red the the ring itself yeah the ring itself uh <laughs> i did i i don't know if i was looking at the ring itself i think i was looking at the how big of a hole it ripped yep. as it came back so i didn't notice the ring itself i noticed more of of how much I guess it kind of ripped through the fabric of time and space. space yeah. yeah. It also looked like the, the ring itself heated up. Like I was like, Oh, that's a cool feature. Like yeah. maybe it's like you do. It had to be built differently because it's doing a longer hyperspace jump than it's supposed to. Yeah. And they're trying not to get it to burn like, up. Melt and yeah, I yeah. thought that was a really cool, but uh, yeah, it was really good. Um, hearing, hearing Thrawn's voice, uh, you know, they have large Mickelson, um, and I, I call him, he, he's the blue Elon Musk from the blue man group. That's what he looks like. But I, I thought it was a really great touch to have Lars Mikkelsen, who voiced the character in Rebels, also portraying him in live action. I get I get goosebumps every time I hear Thrawn speak because he just has those one of those soft, menacing voices. He, he's intelligent and soft-spoken, and he will kill everything you love once he gets to know it. And the art and the culture behind a menace in decorum. Yes, yeah, he was Ugh. like I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. <laughs> Balin, like I get it. He looks very like he looks very knightly and and stately. And but the, uh, there's a point where I'm looking at him. I'm like, like the thing is, you have to fight. Thrawn doesn't have to fight you. He will have you destroyed before you get here. If he picks up a weapon, it's because he wants to or he can do it more efficiently it's not because he has to yeah it, it's a very different feel like even when you see dooku versus like sidious and sidious is like yes go out and do it you know if sidious is fighting you it's because you i have to fight you now or it's going to be more efficient if i just take care yeah. of this like when sidious uh went to go uh bitch slap darth maul and savage yes in the Clone wars which was super dumb See, he just destroys both of them oh, almost immediately. It was not a, it was not even a fight. City as a, as a duelist is ridiculous. But it's, but then it's like, okay, like Dooku's gonna fight Anakin and uh, he's gonna fight uh, Anakin and and Kenobi, and it's like, no, you still had to fight them. Like Sidious didn't. Nope. Oh, so good. It was, it was amazing. Uh, but you're, you're right about making that comparison between Thrawn and Balin, um, and you can already see Thrawn do that because as he's getting as he's getting introduced to to everybody um he gets introduced to balin mm -hmm. and he drops the line general balin skull of the jedi order and i was like oh damn yeah he knows i was like of course he would know and i'm almost wondering like during this entire where was he during the clone wars so during the clone wars uh thrawn actually was so he was still a member of the Chiss Ascendancy, which is his home world. Yeah, um, I'm a little, I'm a little blurry on on what Thrawn was doing during the Clone Wars, but I do know him and Anakin toward the end of the Clone Wars actually served on a mission together. I remember, I remember hearing about that a while ago. But yeah, that's it was uh, it was portrayed in the book Thrawn Alliances, mm. which is one of the new one of the new canon books from I think it's Timothy Timothy Zahn's new I think yeah trilogy yeah. Which I thought was super cool. Um, An Anakin Thrawn combo is crazy. But I was also thinking, 
when, you know, I was thinking like, oh, Thrawn and Anakin served during the Clone Wars. So obviously Thrawn knows of Anakin. And it's it's theorized that Thrawn is one of the few people in the Imperial military that knew that Darth Vader was Anakin Skywalker. He was able to come to that conclusion independently, judging mm-hmm. by Darth Vader's mannerisms, what he does, which, of course, it's Thrawn. Yeah. He'll he'll get to the bottom of things. He's good at it. Um, but they also bring Sabine back out to see Thrawn. I loved their interaction together. Um, it was it was straight out of Rebels. You know, I almost felt like I was watching the animated show again, watching them uh, communicate. Mm-hmm. And I love how Thrawn in the beginning is. He's like, oh, I heard a, a, about what Balin promised you. I intend to keep that promise. And I was like, that's classic Thrawn. Yeah. You um, helped my calls. I'll help yours. Yeah. Go ahead. He's like, we'll give you the, you know, we'll give you the latest intel on, on Bridger and his whereabouts. Uh, give you a mount. Give you your weapons and stuff back. You can go look for him. I don't care. And then he, he states in three, you know, in three days, I'm gone. And yeah. You're going to be stranded here forever. And Bridger, if he's even alive at this point, God knows he's probably not, which I thought was interesting that he underestimated Bridger being alive. You know, like Ezra's Ezra's the whole reason you're here in the first place, Thrawn. I wouldn't I wouldn't take him so lightly, but hey, I so this this gave me this gave me a couple points because when they leave Enoch, his his his. Oh, we didn't even mention Enoch. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. He looked he looked amazing. He 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 looked like a discount Dante from. uh, from uh, Warhammer 40k. You have no idea what that is, but any 40k fans, I, I felt you. Yeah, I felt the memes. He's a discount Dante. They're doing the, the can... Leo DiCaprio meme. Whoop! <laughs> that to, to you right now. Yeah, uh, like, you know, I, I feel it. Uh, I was like, he, he wants to be on the Golden Throne. He'll never get there. Um, he, so one, the, the red herring for him to be Bridger was because his helmet was a little bit different. It looked a little bit more like the early helmets that the stormtroopers could just yep. flip up. So it was like, that's an early stormtrooper helmet. The other ones do have the late ones, which came out towards the end of Rebels. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. It makes sense that, that guy was older. His name is Enoch, which is Hebrew for like well-trained and something else. Uh, very biblical. And he's also a little short to be a stormtrooper. Yeah. And I was like, oh, there are so many things. However, when they said Sabine's name, and he didn't flinch. There yeah, he was, didn't react. There was no like view from the inside of the helmet. There was like there wasn't a like a subtle head tilt. Yeah, there was nothing. nothing. I was like, okay, that that can't be that can't be Bridger. And, and I I think everybody in everybody was looking in the background of that scene when Thrawn was talking about it, looking at Enoch like, hey, hey, are you Bridger, buddy? Are you? Don't don't flinch. Yeah. We're watching. Don't move. <laughs> Um, I, I did not want anyone to be right because I, I, I said no. There's no way. Yeah, that's never like, please. Gonna... My, I think that we had maybe discussed it in in one of the earliest episodes um, of the podcast, but we had theorized that what if there's like a like a greater evil out there and and Ezra and Thrawn had teamed up, which I thought would would have been a scary thought, but mm-hmm. a perfectly valid one given Ezra's state of mind during the final two seasons of Clone Wars because he's battling his own fight with the dark side and Maul's influence on him. And he's the holocrons. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he was, he was fighting his own battles, which 
you have to do when when facing the dark side. It, it's a part of everyone, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was really cool of Thrawn. Of course, he keeps his word. Um, it was it it felt totally chill. To tell you the truth, it was almost like because we get to the scene where you know um, Sabine's getting her weapons back and gets to ride this really cool mount. Bat dog. Bat, yeah, basically a bat dog. And it was just, it was her and Enoch, and it felt so weird and so wrong to have her just chilling with a stormtrooper, talking about the intel and, like, good luck. I like how Enoch was also like, hey, the raiders are out there. Yeah. They do just kill people on the roads. Be careful. Like, it was a genuine, general, like, hey, look, man, I've been surviving on this planet. It's rough. I've seen some shit. I wouldn't want anyone else to go through that like i don't whatever the fuck i've had to do to survive i don't want to see other people like it almost felt genuine you, you know what you had to do and if this is the last scrap of you that's still in there then this is the information you're going to give to somebody yeah um yeah genuine which was odd but when you think like i'm i have and i think this series is going to end with the ship making it back to the galaxy, the galaxy that's going to be, that is going to be the end of it's going to be the halfway point of the final episode. And then the other half is going to be going to the world between and them just walking back together. That is going to be. Yeah. I see no reason why Thrawn doesn't escape here. Honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, I just really hope because I, I make this point a lot is that nobody has plot armor. Like You may think that, that these main characters have plot armor, no. but we don't know what happens to them after this. You knew, you knew in, in, um, in Clone Wars, like who survives, who doesn't. Like Obi-Wan's in danger. It's fine. Obi-Wan lives, you're fine. Ahsoka was the only one that like, it was, you could have killed her. Exactly. And that would have also been a tipping point for Anakin to go. Yeah. Dark side. Yeah, we got the Death Star. Um, and then to to a point, actually not to a point. Um, you knew that the majority of the Ghost crew made it out of Star Wars Rebels because Rebels was still airing when Rogue One came out, and you saw them. And they were yeah, they were featured in Rogue One, so you knew that like they weren't going anywhere. At least Hera and Chopper mm-hmm. were still were still kicking, were still around. But we're at a point in the galactic timeline where we don't see any of these characters pop up by the time force awakens happens. Actually, I take that back because the ghost was in the rise of Skywalker. So somebody's piloting the ghost. Yeah. The ghost is there. Um, who it is remains to be seen. If I had to guess probably Hera and Jace make it out. I'm going to say Jason is still alive. I don't think, I don't think Hera is. You don't think so by that time? No, that's she. I'm going to, this is force. That's, that's like a, it's like a, Probably ten years after this, and Hera's still young. Well, I mean, young isn't like she's in her forties, probably, but she's not old. But any- uh, yeah, either way, it's- yeah. But anyway, like the point I'm making is that they could all die. Yeah, they could all die in this galaxy. Um, maybe, maybe sending like a last second distress signal, letting them know that Thrawn's coming back. But you know, <laughs> and the one I worry about the most on this show is Huang. I, if they kill off Huang, I'm not going to be able to live with 
myself. I will be, I will bust down Dave Filoni's door. He is the single person with the most extensive knowledge of galactic history and specifically the Jedi Order. If you're going to restart the Jedi Order or something like it that serves the light side of the Force, you need Huang. Uh, but, of course, you always argue with me because of the point of The Last Jedi about the sacred texts. And you're like, page turners, they were not. But I'd argue that Huang has more applicable knowledge that serves better points, you know? If I, if I philosophy. Had to, if I had to guess outside of outside of dying in this if he does not die in the in the in 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 the movie he'll either die in the movie he'll die in the second season of Ahsoka or if he confirms and my theory would be the second season of Ahsoka happens in the normal galaxy that he goes with Luke and therefore dies at the temple when Kylo Ren I don't goes know he survived Snow. one purge I th- uh, Kylo Ren does a little bit more of a... He brings down the temple. Yeah, a little bit more of a thorough job. He does a little bit more of a thorough job. Yeah, we'll have to see. We will we will have to see. But I worry about him every episode. I agree. I'm like... I'm like, uh, I'm like Anakin like as he's in the Darth Vader suit for the first time. Like, Where's Padme? Is she safe? Is she alright? You killed her in your rage. And no, then, I didn't. Palps, that was you, you lion chode. Um, I'm a Palpatine hater. That's <laughs> I really fine. He, yeah. They, they did all this stuff to bring him back. We're, so here's the other Somehow thing. Somehow Palpatine returned. We're still in the Dark Empire series. Yep. They're, they're just they're now blending that with the Thrawn series. And it wasn't good. That, that, no, like, Dark that, Empire is terrible. Terrible. Yeah. We all know that. Yeah, but everyone good. wanted it because it was the next Everyone the next wanted the Thrawn series, but they're like, but they got that in Rebels, so they're trying to like combine the two now. It doesn't matter. Um, you mean to tell me they're making a series of shows to try to pop up a sequel that didn't do well initially? I was I was going with they want to give the toxic fan base what they want, and what they wanted, they realized they didn't want, because they're like, no, it was shit in the books too. God, <laughs> we might have created these movies. Um, what did you think of, so I like how, I, I love how it, how it goes, so Sabine leaves to go find uh, Ezra. Thrawn is like, hey, uh, Balin, uh, Shin, follow her at your leisure. Have fun with this. You know, kill it. And Shin's like, but we made a promise. And you fulfilled it. Thrawn's like, yeah, you said, find Ezra. Be reunited. Let them hug if you want. I don't care. But all she has to do is see them. And they're technically reunited. And then you kill him. Yeah. Can't and, fall through. That's such a Thrawn move, though, too. And it's one of those things, like, I have broken no promise. Like, no. do not slander my good name here. Yeah. I run a perfectly legitimate business. <laughs> um, and I I like how... So, to, to get to that, before we go back, because there, there, there was an Act 2 thing that'll be seen in Act 3, which was on her way to go find the... Uh, to go find Ezra. Sabine gets attacked by raiders. Who, by the way, they are just Huns. Definitely felt like it. it. Um, and they they ambush her, and I feel like she could. She started to get the sets we know how to of like. I'm looking. I'm probably not the safest, but I'm. It kind of felt like she's like I'm better than anything else out here, but it's like no, you're not, dude. Uh, Different galaxy. And she gets attacked, and she ends up. She fights. What do you think? There's like eight of them. I think there was. Uh. 
it was either six or eight. Something like that. Eight people for like a non-force wielder. I think she did a really good job. Mrs. Play's like, ah, without a helmet too. Yeah, without a helmet. But she's still like, she's like, I got my armor on, taking shots to the chest, like, best car bitch. Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, I I, I enjoyed her fight. And she she was getting to the point where like both of, of her of her pistols get shot out of her hands mm-hmm. at, at various points. And then I just love how it, it got to the point where like, she's like, oh, okay. And then pull whips out the lightsaber. She's like, you guys really, you wanted this, huh? You wanted this. And they're like, we're going to attack. And she, he just, she's just cutting like their armor through their weapons. Yeah. And they're, and the one guy like looks and is like holding his weapon and like his, his bladed weapon and two things. And I was like, I just leaves. Yeah. But it's the, like, I don't, Ah, uh, this is not the fight for me. The one guy gets the 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 one guy gets the cut down the mask, and he leaves because it lingers on him. And you're like, ah, there's an Act Three problem that's yep. gonna want like vengeance on Sabine. Um, and so then we go back. So that happens. And uh, also need to make the point that her mount uh left her in the dust when this whole thing broke out. And guess what we got? We got closure for her and Ahsoka. Almost because when the mount comes back, she's like, get out of here. You abandoned me when I, I'm like, OK, you're just yelling at Ahsoka. It's not the dog. Stop kicking the dog. You Be know, nice it's the dog. It's 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 Ahsoka that you're mad at. And you're mad because you couldn't live up to what she wanted you and she couldn't train you. It's false on both sides. You're all OK. You saw the you saw the tail between the two legs. I was like, you better go give him a little pad. He's just doing his best. But I mean, like, that's what a horse would do in that. situation. Yeah. You know? like, come on. It was the get out of here, you stupid animal. I yeah. did like how she, he leaves the screen and and then it's then you see her keep walking. I'm like, oh, she has to leave the screen. Then he'll come trying back. It's <laughs> yeah. OK. I know how this is going to go. <laughs> um, dog owners feel it whenever your dog does something bad. I'm like, yep, get out of here. No, please. But know. I'm but I'm cute and I love you. Uh, yeah, I that was a great scene. It, it was a really good scene, like the entire. Uh, uh it was, it was an entirely good thing. Um. But then we go back to, to so Thrawn tells Shin and Balin to like go find uh, Ezra and go ahead. And actually, in that scene, I don't know if you noticed it um, when they were there. They're what on like a wall of some sort, on like a high yeah. platform, almost like a balcony. Uh, behind Thrawn on that scene, and I'm actually I'm kind of surprised you didn't see it then, did you? No. Uh, the markings on that wall. You want to know what culture they come from? No, what culture? There's Zepho markings. Oh, are you talking about the the, the circles and uh, all the gold and how the circles and everything go? Because they were all over the platform, too. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't notice it on the platform, but yeah. I did notice it on the wall behind them. Like, they're also are... on the... Uh, they're also on the the obelisk at the top. It's the same Zepho markings. It's the oh, I, didn't, I didn't know Yeah, that. They're, they're everywhere. Like, oh. <clears throat> I think... I thought you would have mentioned this a lot sooner than that. I, I, know, I, but, think, yeah. I think I mentioned... Because I, everything kind of got told to that it was the Night Sisters... So I think the Zepho are going to be the force side of it. The Night Sisters are going to be the magic side of it. And I'm betting that's how like the father, the son, daughter, like it's like the father perfectly balanced and his offspring are like the positive and negative of both sides, but they can use both magic and both force. Um, I definitely think we're gearing up to see because there, there are a few different Star Wars movie projects that have been in the works for a while now. Uh-huh. Um, Taika's being one of them. Yep. Um, and then there's a trilogy that I don't know which director is taking it on. It's a well-known director. I don't know why I'm yeah, I, on his It's name. not the Abrams. It's not Abrams. It's no, not. It's actually, I've got a, is it, it's not, it's not Ryan Johnson, is it? He's Maybe. not making, 
I'll sit here and Google too. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I think we we are definitely getting something old Republic sometime soon in in live action. Um, I definitely think the new like the old Republic era, that's where stories should be told too. I want there to be something set in the distant future. Which is what we're getting because we're getting a new Ray. Yeah, a new Ray movie, which I'm excited about. I love Ray as a character. Um, I like that Daisy Rid- Ridley got a standing ovation when she came back. Ah, Daisy, Daisy was wonderful in her acting as as Ray. All the actors, like I thought, they had a great had a great performance. Just the the pacing and some of the storylines of that trilogy really just weren't up to speed. But that's what happens when you switch directors between you have a three movie trilogy and you have a set, you know, you have a different director for the seventh one, but not, not the ninth. I'm sorry, the eighth one, but not the ninth. Yeah, it was, it should have just been JJ the whole way through. No offense to Ryan Johnson. I actually liked a lot of the best parts of the last night, but we're not here to talk about the, the, you know, the sequels. Um, but it's just, that's what, you know, you get, a mess of pacing and storytelling in the third one because of that change. You know, you have to, you have to stick with the same guy to see through the, the story. But James Mangold is doing Dawn of the Jedi. Okay. There Dave, we go. Filoni, Dave Filoni will be the new Republic. Of course. Um, and then, uh, uh, Charmaine Obeyed Chinoy will do Daisy Ridley's in the future. Cool. But we also have ghost crew, which is showing up in like, I think the unknown regions yeah, and kind of like a horror aliens thing, which I'll take aliens in Star Wars. Cool. And then we also, of course, have Acolyte, uh, which will be coming out as well. But um, Taika's Taika's Star Wars project still not named then. Huh? I thought it was Acolyte. I could be wrong. Um, but uh, while you're looking that up, I'm gonna go back to to Balin kind of being there, and he and Shin decide to set out. As soon as they set out, um, this is where. Um, I, this is where I firmly believe that Thrawn's like, Hey, I can't, you can't trust any Jedi because they are so fanatical that he's like, you kind of got to kill them all like Sith or Jedi. There's no difference. Um, they just look at things differently because he's like, send out two fire teams, kill both, kill all of them. And we'll deal with the next Jedi that comes in. And Um, I love, I love how automatically Thrawn doesn't trust Balin at all, which I mean is a. I, he's seen that that song and dance once a Jedi, always a Jedi yeah. kind of deal, which I can't blame him for. He's burnt. He's been burned by Jedi in the past. Um, but, you know, to him, like they're all just loose threads that need to be tidied up. And I think the great like the great mother said that at some point, too, is that there is a thread that they could not predict, which is why like that's Sabine. She's loose thread. Yeah. You know, they because of Bayless. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the force intercepts it. And I, I think this is where it's like, hey, the force is one side of the coin that can change the mm-hmm. threads of fate. Um, I do like this is going to be me um, when. When. Um, Shin and, and, and Balin are, are like tracking Sabine and they have this conversation. It's, goes, it's a beautiful conversation, by the way. And he sits there and goes, this is, you know, this area is, is something out of children's stories. It's where like dreams and fantasies come to life. Welcome to Wonderland, children. Like, welcome. This is Sabine is now Alice in Wonderland. Uh, she is in uh, she's not in Kansas anymore. She is fully in a world where something else is going on. I like that Balin can feel it calling to him, but Shin can't. 
So it's one of those things where it's like, okay, Balin, are you, are you you're supposed to be mad from the original books and you haven't been. And when Luke Skywalker found you in the original books, he was like, oh, you're great. Until Luke Skywalker's like, I'm gonna go be a Jedi and do Jedi things. And Balin kind of goes, no, I don't like that. And he kind of goes a little ham on uh, some Luke Skywalker there. So I love that. I love that Shin's like, but aren't we going to team up with Thrawn? Isn't he going to bring us back to power? And he said, and Balin goes, that kind of power is fleeting. It's a cycle that repeats itself. So true, bestie. So true. And then he's like, I'm looking for the beginning, which makes me think, hey, we're looking for the Zepho artifacts. I wouldn't be surprised if we get... Um, he's trying to get into the world between worlds, right? That's, oh, he's totally... He has to be. Uh, but you know if he's trying to get in the world between worlds wouldn't Anakin be waiting there for him no offense to Balin he's cool but Anakin would beat the ever living Christ out of him if that is indeed where he was you know residing all this time I mean yeah you're completely you're completely correct there however it is uh, I'm waiting for Cordova's name to get dropped yeah, oh yeah you know you know, Cornova, because it's like, that would be the best way to like tie in this is like, is now we need to get to Balin describing all of this to like, I think Balin is going to leave and we're going to watch him make the same mistakes as Ahsoka because he, it, where Ahsoka is going to be like, I'm not ready. She's not ready. We failed. I need to walk away. Balin's going to be so consumed by what he wants that he's going to be like, I've trained you to just kind of stay on your own two feet and be a shield for me um, in a weird way. You know, I I don't know if Shin if Shin's really on board with him on this. I don't think she is. I don't, and that's what really, this was the first time I, I saw the, a crack in their, in their relationship. Um, because I really think, you know, you get the sense that Balin's raised Shin almost like his daughter, you know. And, and you know, he... He's talking about how how the Jedi, you know, like how the Jedi were when he was when he was growing up. And, and Shin says, like, oh, like you've trained me. Like you've trained me to be like a Jedi. And and Balin's like, no, I trained you to be something more, which. I don't know what something more is, but OK, you're she you're still pretty much classically training her, but OK, um, but he had a really good. And I'm trying to think he had a really good line about how about how Ezra was raised. Cause like they, they talk about Ezra too in this, in the same scene. Um, what did, what did they, what did a they boken Jedi, a boken Jedi, a Jedi raised in the wild. I took that to be a foundling almost. Yeah. Yeah. Boken Jedi, <laughs> which cool. I that? like, I like that. There's a name for them. I do too. I, I like the fact that it's like, oh, if you're not if you're not a Jedi from the the from order, the temple, from the te yeah. just say it like it is. It's like if you're not if you didn't have that temple experience, you're, you're a Boken Jedi. Mm -hmm. Because up until Anakin stormed that temple, there were thousands of Jedi who received that classical training in some form or another. Like I wouldn't call Kanan a Boken Jedi because he foundations were done. He he went yeah, to he public school. <laughs> he, he went, went to, to public school. He didn't graduate. Ezra he went to didn't even go to public school. Um, but Ezra, Ezra's a boat in Jedi. I mean, like they found him on the streets. But I love, I love this. What this means for Star Wars, because for the longest time, 
and we've gone on over this in in spurts. But for the longest time, I always wondered like who survived the Jedi Purge. You know how many of them are out there, and there's a decent amount that like managed to cut them off in the Force. Survived, you know, Cal, um, Obi Wan, uh, what's his name? Um, fell in love with Ventress. Is pretty wild. Oh, uh, was in the Phantom Menace actually. He was also he was also mentioned Obi Wan. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um. I, I don't know why I always blank on his name, but he's so cool. Roken? Colin Roken? No, 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 no. Oh. Um, oh, I see his name in my mind. He fall, he, like he, He's fallen to the dark side before. He's... He... I, and, and I keep, it's funny because I keep a list of purge survivor, <laughs> survivors. Oh God, that's phone. awesome. Yeah. For this, um, for this exact, mo- Quinlan. Quinlan Voss. Yes. Quinlan Voss. There we go. Uh, he's one of the most notable people who survived the purge, but you get to see that the Jedi thought to be extinct were in fact not. There's this, there's this entire generation of Jedi who have been brought up on sheer willpower, like there are, you know, like the Jedi who did survive the purge, some of them decided to take on Padawans, knowing the risk. Knowing no, Ventress is technically a Boken, right? She was trained by a Jedi. That Jedi was killed. Never went to a temple. Never got the formal. Training. No, she she was still she was still at the temple for like. She was found in her in her youth, and she was still trained. Like. In that setting, though, I'm not exactly 100 percent on on Ventress's like early life. Really, I only know the flashbacks in Clone Wars. But that, that's what I was going off of. I think she's completely Boken because he couldn't get her to the temple. But I think in order to be a Boken Jedi, it has to be after the fall of the Jedi. She was still trained. Okay. She was still trained during the Jedi's height power. of power. Okay. I don't know height, but you know, called the High Republic height of the Jedi's power because you guys were that's terrible fair. and. By the time the Clone Wars came around, God but damn, anyway, middle management ruins everything. Don't you hate it? Um, but it, it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful conversation because it, it highlights that the Jedi carried on even in the face of near and total destruction by the Empire, the mm-hmm. Emperor Darth Vader. Um, no matter how much they tried to do, they couldn't quite kill it. Yeah, it's it's an idea. You ideas are bulletproof. Exactly, and. It just goes to show that's how the force that's how the force works. <laughs> uh that you can't you can't kill the light side because you need it in order for the dark to exist, there needs to be light as well. There has to be both of them. It can't be one or the other. And I, I think that's also like harkened to like the galactic civil war of uh the old republic is like to the average person, and even when you look at some parts of the Clone Wars, it's like I don't care if you're separatist or Republic or Sith or Jedi. You're still a space wizard with a lightsaber that I can't do anything about. Yep. And that's the problem. Yep. Um, so I, I like that. And I like that here is where we get like, you know, I raised you to be more and we're all curious, like, okay, what is more? Are you supposed to be better than the Jedi? Are you? But the thing is, he's still classically training her. He's just, I think, leaving out a lot of the mythos and the yeah. stories. He's like, here's just pure pragmatism. And I think that's also why she sits there and goes, this will give us power. 
because she's like, no, pragmatism says power is yeah. what we need. And he's going like, yeah, well. but <laughs> yeah, about that. Um, yeah, pragmatism is great until you're faced with a, a, a planet in a different galaxy full of all the for, like the folklore that mm-hmm. you were told as as kids. Then you have a lot of explaining to do, which is why Shin isn't fully on board with what's going on. But I want to get into a theory about what's going to happen. Do you want to cover the end of the episode? Then get to the oh, theory? I guess because if you, if you'll remind me, because my you know my brain, your brain. Um, uh, Sabine makes up with her dog, and in doing so, he starts sniffing and goes and finds some water, and then Sabine finds some hermit crab people. They're so cute. They they are they're adorable. So and she tries to talk to him and they notice the phoenix on her patch and then pulls out his phoenix medallion and is like, yeah. Ezra, you know Ezra. And they take That's him. my boy. Yeah. We know him. He's cool. He <laughs> likes us. He's cool. Oh, you must be cool. You, she's got the marking. She's she's cool. She's cool. Let's say let's bring her yeah. with her. And then we go to to the to the to their little village mm-hmm. and the, I, I love the baby that's like pointing at her and she's like, stop pointing at her. It's rude. But then you it's know, such a baby move, dude. <laughs> we see Ezra, you know, Sabine's like looking and, you know, everyone else is like smiling and he goes, took you long enough. You're finally here. And it's just like, I got goosebumps. I'm, I'm one of the very few Ezra defenders. I know how annoying he was in, in Rebel. I'd argue that he was the weakest link of that show. Um, I, I mean, would say up until I, I would say much like Snips, like he needed a season or two to kind of like yeah become a person i didn't i didn't really i didn't really fall in love with ezra until i think halfway through the third season when he finally kicked the curb like kicked maul to the curb yes so um seeing him though i initially here, here are my thoughts that looks a lot like ezra oh my god they made ezra hot <laughs> Uh, Aladdin a kid. Yeah. Aladdin was a good caster. <laughs> I wish I knew his name. All I know is that he's the kid, the guy from Aladdin. And I was looking at him with his long hair, and I'm like, yeah, if you if you just if you just do the the trunks part, kind of like bowl cut but shaggy. Yeah, I mean, a beard's a nice touch. Beard is a nice touch. Has piercing blue eyes. All right, I I could be swayed to like you yeah. as a as a as a cast. And then and then, <laughs> I love the the line he drops. Like I told you to work out, right? It, it did work, right? It did, yeah, please say it worked out. <laughs> I've been yeah. alone here for a while. Because, yeah, <laughs> like, he was so he was so sure of it, but then he realized like Ezra has no bearing on what galactic history has taken place since this happened. <laughs> He's been, um, you know, I mean, like Luke, Leia, Han, and Chewie are like bringing down the the fall of the galactic empire, and then there's Ezra in a different galaxy chilling with some crap. Gets no credit, <laughs> not, none at all. Um, um, I don't know. You're welcome for taking the Empire's brightest mind away so you didn't have to deal with them during the war. Yeah, like, what? So this has to solidify. It has to be no more than eight years. Because he's... It has to be. Because he the, has to be, like, 25, 26. Yeah, something he's like that. He's not in his 30s yet. Yeah, I'd say borderline nine years. Well, I mean, what, Ezra was, like, 15, six, maybe 16. In during, episode one. During Rebels? Yeah. Yeah. I think the end of it is like he's like 19 years old. He's, he's significantly taller. Yeah. His face is more angular. Or they maybe cut, like they cut out a lot of the, 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 the baby fat. Yeah. So, and then we put it now to him being 25, 26. I'd so, say probably 27, 28, maybe. So just I would, to be safe. So I would say he was at least 18, 19 then. Yeah. So that's a lot that happened. Yeah. It, it, I do not think it's been 10 years. 
mm-hmm. but it has been a long enough amount of time to where it's like this is concerning. We haven't gotten to yeah. it. Yet. We just need an official age for Jason. That's he is li- the literal timestamp. Yeah, because, other than too young to go between galaxies. Yeah, because he was nine months. You know, he nine months after Kanan died. They got it on. They uh, they got it on off screen. Just let that sink in. Oh no, I, did, sh- I sent you the thing of the the Twi'lek, a- the, the cute Twi'lek girl says I can touch if I defend Coruscant. <laughs> And it's the old micro series Clone Wars. (laughs) Like the first. All I'm saying is that the ghost is a big shit. A lot of nooks and crannies. (laughs) Anyway. Oh, lots of nooks and crannies to be explored, huh? (laughs) There goes our PG 13 (laughs) rating. Please sponsor us one day, people. (laughs) It only took 45 to 50 minutes. Uh, Um. Um. Yeah, but that that meeting was good. It was Mrs. Play had a problem with it. She said it was way too measured. I was like, I'm also I'm I'm with her on that. I was expecting like just a oh my god, it's Ezra, go in for a hug. I've been searching for this thing this entire time. I almost was like, oh, it's not real. It is real. But then it's like he's like, it worked, right? And it's like, of course, the first thing he asks is, it worked. But oh boy, to tell you, honey, you got a big storm coming. Here's the thing. It worked in the moment in order to get you back. I kind of had to make it not work again. <laughs> we fucked up. <laughs> so that that's how I. Uh... Yeah, that, that, that's how I felt about it. I, I loved how Ezra's asking all these questions too about like, how did you get here? What ha- like what happened? And. So it means like, please just let me have this. Yeah, I just I, I need a moment, man. <laughs> Ezra, Ezra, I've taken so many L's on this show, and in between the time elapsed, my entire family's dead. My master's dead. I got her killed. I couldn't finish the mission. Please let me have this one thing. <laughs> We're gonna die alone on this rock together, surrounded by crab people. Uh, I might have feelings for you, even though I rejected you, and you're completely respecting that rejection right now with like. Hey, I, I want a hug because I want closeness because I I think I at least earned a hug, but it would work. I, like I I, I stand them honestly. Oh, I I totally I, do too. Like in the show, they were they were set to be together, and when he like goes away and he goes, I will always look at like he's like I will always see you as family, and they play that back for us in this. Mm-hmm. It was one of those times where I was like, oh, you he he's respecting that she does yeah, not took feel it on the, the same he way. He took it on the chin, and he's like, but I want you to know I care about you and I'm doing this for you. And Sabine's like, oh, maybe I do have feelings for him. What other guy is going to sacrifice himself to stop an imperial threat? Not um, a lot of them. Not a lot of them. Uh, and the ones that do might kiss their sister. Uh, <laughs> I was just about to say, let's see what Star Wars Tinder looks like. How are you going to kiss your sister in a galaxy this big? It's not Iceland. Luke, have some range, man. I'm just a small boy from Tatooine in the outer rim. What are the odds? Actually, what are the odds? Oh, this is is great. This is great. Um, yeah. So, uh, finds finds Ezra, and Ezra then kind of goes, "Okay, um, well." We're going to help them pack up because we can't stay here. They'll hunt us down and we're going to go on and do our own thing uh, and continue. And we'll get that next episode. 
and Balin joins forces with presumably some bad guys or some raiders. I was I was actually going to say uh, that I think Ezra being the guardian of a small town of snail people. Koti, mm-hmm. right? Koti, yeah. yeah. Koti. Well, I mean, that's language anyway, but I, I'm not sure if that's like the, the species. Um, one speaks to who he was as as a character in Rebels. You know, he he had an easy time connecting with with creatures, um, with people like that's, that's his force ability. He's very strong in being able to connect with practically anybody mm-hmm. or anything. You know, that's why the loath, uh, the loath cats always liked him. Um, and so I thought not only was that good for showcasing the kind of character he is, I thought that was good for the growth that he's had while in exile like this, you know, because we got to see what Ezra was really like at the very end of Rebels. Like that was him. That was the the summary of his training from Kanan, realizing that he has to sacrifice himself for the greater good. He has to leave behind his family, his friends, um, Sabine, which, you know, you don't want to leave behind the girl you like. That's just that yeah. sucks. Um, but to see him take on this role in a different galaxy as the protector of of this small group of people I thought was very, it was very great to see. I like that. It also shows, cause my other concern for when they were going to find him was going to be like, he's going to be like, I, I channeled and talked to a fuck ton of space whales to get here. I got like mind melded with them a little bit. So I'm a little out there. Um, no crazy, but I think he's not going to be because he's able to connect with people. Whereas Thrawn is dealing with witches and they're not, He's making deals with them to get through it, but he's like, you guys are part of the problem as well. And the other thing is, he's wearing chain mail. So you've had to fight to protect them, and you've realized we have to get up and move pretty frequently because I don't have... Like, I cannot protect all of you safely. So we're going to kind of be nomadic and move. Keep her going. I also like that he sits there and goes, oh, you guys can ride one of the, the Batwolves things. Yeah. Um, so I, I think he is going to grab Sabine's lightsaber and he's going to use that to defend himself. And he is going to take on, uh, Balin. I was going to say that, um, I think that's what the red herring was Ahsoka and Balin. And I think it'll eventually be like Ahsoka and Shin, mm-hmm. not Balin. I was also going to say that, you know, Sabine's not that great with a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sitting there and I was like, wow, man, if only you had a, if only you had a certain Jedi who was really skilled with a lightsaber that managed to hold his own against against various various inquisitors, um, Vader for a very short time. Yeah. Uh, Which I mean, hey, if you hold held your own against Vader for any amount of time, good for you. Yeah. Um, huh. If only we had a, a skilled duelist. Um, I'll be. Was, I'm gonna look forward to him getting his lightsaber. I back. think Palin has a kyber crystal on his belt. You think so? Like, yeah. a, like an actual crystal? Yeah, like oh, no, in his belt buckle, there's a green gem. I think he has a kyber crystal. I did not notice that. That's a that's a find. I think I think he has a kyber crystal, and I think that's going to be because I think it's going to be one of those things where Ezra's going to be like, no, like thank you for letting me borrow this. He might use it, mm-hmm. but he's going to give it back to Sabine because he's going to be like, this isn't my lightsaber anymore, and he's going to build his own. You think uh, it's going to be a white blade? 
you think it's going to be purified kind of like Ahsoka's, or you um, think it's going to be blue? Or it's going to be orange. He's just going to take Balin's and Balin's and he's going to use I Balin's. I doubt that. Doesn't fit him. Don't you know the color code of good guy, bad guy? I, I mean, it's I not going to have orange. But it's... I, or it'll I, be yellow. It better be yellow. Oh, okay, fine. It goes from orange to yellow. Yeah. Know, but it's, it's okay. He's not going to have orange. What was your theory? Because we're about an hour and a half into this episode. Oh, my God. Yeah, there was a lot to talk about. Um, we did go off the book with a lot of this. Yeah, it's a little bit more off the book, but, but I mean, this is what to. this is what happens when we have so much time between the episode airing to uh, to talk about it. You know, you guys just get a longer podcast. You're welcome. You're Not going to be two hours, though. Shout out to the person stuck in traffic listening to this. That's how I do it, man. I got you through it. I guess Chris did, too. But, you know, you came you came for me in my Star Wars Tinder. I did. Swipe right. <laughs> anyway, um, and so my theory is that we have we have uh, this scene being set up of Ezra and Sabine, Sabine versus Balin, Shin, and the Raiders. But what I think is going to happen is that the Empire is going to show up and Balin and Shin are realizing that they're getting double-crossed. And if I had to guess, I think Balin, Shin, Ezra... Sabine, and then Ahsoka and a Huang probably getting shot out of the sky, granted, because they're not going to make it to Peridia in one piece in that Star Cruiser. I think we're going to see the end of that Star Cruiser, to tell you the truth. I think that Star Cruiser's as good as dead. I'm... <sighs> I think they're going to land on the planet because that whale's bigger and is going there to die, and that's why it was so okay taking them on the journey. Yeah. And we're going to see that Purgle, like, sacrifice itself to save the other ones. Um if not crash into the obelisk and try to destroy it. Um, I could see that though. Yeah. Um, but my, my point is that I definitely think Balin and Shin are going to realize at least in this moment that they need to team up with Ezra, with Sabine because they are being double crossed by the night sisters and Thrawn. That's my, that's my theory that I have. I'm not sure if it's going to come to fruition. Well, you know, only time will tell. But obviously, Balin sees them as a threat. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually didn't discuss the last part of this episode. Is that we get this scene with Thrawn and Morgan Elsbeth talking about there being a Jedi on the way. Yes. Riding a giant space whale, basically. Um, and you made the you made the comments like it, you know, it... Like this, this presence, it, it reeks of Jedi and Thrawn's like, oh, it's a recently deceased Ahsoka Tano, isn't it? And Morgan's like, no, Balin told me she's dead. He assured me of it, which granted Balin wasn't lying. No, she was dead. She was by all, by all means, DOA dead on arrival. But, you know, Thrawn, he's been around a block. He knows a thing or two because he's seen a thing or two. And. Was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to assume it's Ahsoka Tano, because what are the Jedis chasing us over here, save for, like, Luke Skywalker? He's doing other things. And I don't know about him. Yeah, exactly. I don't know a thing about Luke Skywalker, because I was present on this. Rock, when all that was going down, yeah. Um, And he makes the comment of, the typical Thrawn comment of, I need to know everything about Ahsoka Tano, her history, her master, um, you know, like, what what she's done in the past. And I was realizing that, I'm wondering if they are going to make it obvious of the connection that 
Thrawn had to Anakin in the Clone Wars. And for everybody who hasn't read Thrawn Alliances, this isn't a spoiler or anything. It's just a premise of the book. But Thrawn was working for his home, for his home world, the, the Chiss Ascendancy. Um, and he teamed up with Anakin for a mission at near the end of the Clone Wars. But this was after Ahsoka had left the Order. But I am pretty sure that Ahsoka's mentioned in that book once, at least. Of I think it, if I had to guess, it probably goes along the lines of, I had an, an apprentice, she's gone now, her name is Ahsoka, I don't want to talk about it. Um, and then, once again, Thrawn teamed up with Vader, because of course he teamed up with Vader. Yeah, he had He's to. a Grand Admiral. Um, so I'm wondering if Thrawn's going to try his trademark, oh, I know all about your past to get you off kilter and, and goad you into making mistakes, but Ahsoka, fresh off of her encounter with Anakin throughout this entire thing, I don't think she's going to go for that because she has no reason to. She's at peace with what happened. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if she went, well, Anakin came back to finish my training and who he became is not who he was. Yeah. The mistakes I've made are not who I am and I am not my master. Also, hey, your emperor... Yeah, he's, he's gone, buddy. Yeah. I mean, he comes back. We're not going to talk about that. DDT but. off the top rope into the generator. Yep. Um, but yeah, next episode comes out in a few days, guys. Uh, I promise, promise, promise. Um, if not on YouTube, at least it will happen on everything else. It might go on YouTube a little bit later uh, to get you guys the next episode, hopefully by Wednesday. Um, I have Wednesday scheduled to be come home early, um, and I'll watch it <laughs> late Tuesday. I'll be camping Wednesday. outside your house waiting for it. That sounds good. Um, yeah, but if you guys enjoyed this, please don't forget to like and subscribe. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you for all the new followers over on YouTube and on all the podcast runs. It's been really cool. We're glad that you guys are liking these podcasts. Um, I do love doing them. It's one of my favorite things to do. Me too. So it's I'm my favorite part of the week. So I'm hoping to bring that back. Um, to let you guys know, starting this week, uh, Halo, Nick and I have finished the fight. Um, so look forward to Gen Z coming back to continue saving China. Got quite a backlog of that to work on. Of course, very excited. Mr. and Mrs. Play is continue are continuing their playthrough of Star Wars Jedi Survivor. No Halloween special this year. I'm sorry about that, guys. Uh, work kind of got in the way. Um, but uh, Splinter Cell will also continue, and hopefully, a couple surprise new things in the near future. Remember, take care of your friends here and your friends elsewhere. Keep it weird. You're all winners out there. Have a good rest of your day. Woo.